Conscious Collaboration brings together entrepreneurs, change makers, and thought leaders. We aim to highlight the people that embody the idea of aligned mind, body, and business. Each week, we share, discuss, and learn from the various experiences and ideas of our guest experts. Through our discovery, we find a path to an aligned mind, body, and business. What's up, guys? I'm Michelle. I'm Emily. And I'm Lisa. And we are The Conscious Collaboration. And today we're here to talk to you about something we've been hearing in a lot of our circles lately. Uh, We've been hearing a lot of misperceptions within our groups, especially those who are entrepreneurs, that when they see people, they're researching people in their fields, they're under the perception that it's an instant success. These businesses, once they're formed, they go on Instagram and instant success. (laughs) And it couldn't be a million dollar, million dollar idea, million dollar week, all in one, all in one swoop. And, um, that couldn't be further from the truth, right? Ladies. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So So let's talk about that first year. (laughs) The real truth, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the real truth. Yeah. Michelle's in it right now. So we're going to, we're going to get to win it and it's a win it. We'll get some sort of different timelines. That'll be, that'll be cool. Yes. Yeah. All the different timelines. And it's kind of, um, you know, looking back. So I am in my third year, a little bit more than my third year of business, um, owning cloud nine feng shui and the intrinsic school of feng shui. And, um, it's kind of hard to look back to those very first early days and, and looking where I am now, um, it's, I remember starting out and my dad saying to me, Lisa, just remember, I'm not an entrepreneur, right. For, for one reason right now. And that reason is if it were easy, everybody would be doing it and it's not going to be easy. So, you know, pretty much buckle up and, um, and it, that, that was the truest thing. And that I hear his voice all the time. He's still like one of the people I call every day to talk about this wild ride of being an entrepreneur, but that first year of getting the foundation started for the business and really just, you know, giving birth to something that, you know, that you love so much in your mind and you believe so much in, and it's not, you know, it's not a, um, it's not stable. (laughs) First of all, it's not stable. Um, and therefore you might not be stable in your first year. I I don't know. I mean, the people around you in that first year need to be the right people to have around you and to understand these fluctuations, because you're not going to be that same easy to reach or easy to access person that you once were. And that goes for your partners that goes for your children in some regard and your family, because I remember often just really holding myself up into like a cave in the middle of the night (laughs) and plugging away at what I thought needed to be done. And I got very much caught up into that hamster wheel that I was even trying to escape by following what I thought needed to be done. And that couldn't be further from the truth. It couldn't, (laughs) it couldn't have been, I mean, it's hard and, um, you know, but looking back on it now. Um, and, and I, I want to get your thoughts here in a second too, Emily, that looking back on it now at that very beginning, I am so happy that I stuck to, um, you know, had the grit and determination to stick through. And you really do have to weather many storms, 
Um, you know, it's, it's, um, it requires a lot of investment. It's almost like letting blood. I remember writing checks and like really feeling like I'm giving all of my life to this business right now. And, um, and how, um, you know, wondering when's the next client going to come, how am I going to find that client? How are they going to find me? And, um, it does get going. Um, but it's not that instant success, even if I appear to be, um, even if I appear that way (laughs) on social media, it was not, it was, it was a struggle. How about you, Emily? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I kind of came from two places. I'm also a a little over, well, actually almost four years into my business at this point. Um, And I both, A, understood that I was going to have to pour my life into it. I was prepared for that. I literally put every cent that I had ever saved or gotten in my 401k um, into it and, um, and same, you know, plugging away at ridiculous hours, just doing what I thought needed to be done. But B, uh, I was very naive in certain ways. And it's not that I thought I was going to be an overnight success, but um, I thought that there would be sort of a lot more like automatic clients happening than was the case. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that certain factors like just location um, would would play into uh, the ease of actually getting people to come in the doors and sign up as as members or or clients in other ways. So uh, I I underestimated part of it, and I I was pretty on target for part of it. Um, and I I wonder if sort of both of those things are necessary, both the little bit of naivete going into it and then the thinking that you need to just work, 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 work at all kinds of crazy hours, doing all kinds of crazy things so that you learn those lessons in that first year. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The naivete I think is kind of like, um, it, it it was, there was a little bit of benefit to being naive and not knowing, um, and mm-hmm. you can correct me if I'm wrong, but not knowing what we were getting ourselves into yeah. because in lieu yeah. of having like the courage, we just didn't know. So, well, cause if you think about anything too much, uh, <laughs> you'll talk yourself out of it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So much good stuff there. Now, when you look back at your foundations, um, that you created almost four years ago, have you diverted much from that foundation or has it evolved? Oh, it has evolved immensely. Um, you know, we still have the foundation of the yoga studio and the fascia based work, um, that goes into all the practices we do here, but obviously, um, the fitness and the weightlifting was not a part of the original concept. And, um, you know, several other things are different. I started with a business partner and, um, you know, I, most of the revenue for the first probably year was coming actually from the fascial stretch therapy, uh, that I was doing. So, um, you know, thankfully I was able to have that to 
keep the doors open, which was, I mean, just a freaking scramble every single month to like see yes. where this money was going to come from um, to, you know, just maintain the space. But um, it's, it, it's evolved on its own to, to what it is now at yeah, the same time or, or, or organically, I organically, should say not yeah. on its own. I've, I've showed up every day and done the work, but organically it's, it's made itself into what it has become uh, based on the, the needs of the people who ended yes, up here. It's kind of like our clients ended up shaping what our businesses have yeah, become absolutely very much so. And if we didn't go through those trials and tribulations and, and testing and accepting. And I think also like what you're alluding to also is yes, have those foundations, but also have the courage to try and inject something new. It might not be something that you even know is in your wheelhouse, but your clients will see you in it. Yeah. You can't be too rigid on anything because the fact of the matter is, and this is another thing I learned definitely in that first year is that you're best ideas or what you think are your best ideas could be off base. And (laughs) um, so if you don't adjust to what your clients and potential clients are basically telling you, um, then, you know, that's going to do your business a disservice. Do you remember um, some of the, these shifts happening? Do you remember like the exact conversation when someone would say like, Emily, I I see you can do this and I need you to to teach me or, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. That, that came, um, after COVID lockdown, the couple of months, um, that we were required to lock down, I sort of made myself into a human science experiment and just, um, you know, created a pretty dramatic body transformation via workout strength training over those couple of months. And, um, that work that I had done for myself alone just snowballed into what Iron Yogi Fitness is today, for sure. That the clients that I already had for yoga and and stretching saw what I was able to do with myself, and they were like, "Okay, well, you're going to teach <laughs> us that now, and in fact, we're going to buy the equipment so that you can do so." So it was like, I right. remember I was in a, a networking. I yeah. was in, a, in a, like a, a networking coffee meeting with someone when you first started going through your transformation. And I don't think the iron yogi part had been really born yet, Mm-mm. but while I was in that meeting, she turned her cell phone around. Like, of course she was looking at social media while we were, <laughs> mm-hmm. while we were meeting and she turned her phone around. She's like, look at this girl, look at, look at how she's transforming her body. And I was like, Whoa, I, I recognized you from back in the day when I would mm-hmm. come to the studio. And I was like, I need to get in there. And yeah, you were one of my OG, OG, OG. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right <laughs> after like the two true OGs, you were the next one. And now you're coming up on your uh, two year anniversary, I think somehow. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the transformation <laughs> in, in both of our businesses has really escalated in these past two years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, yeah, the first year is kind of, you do hit a little bit more stagnation in your cycles or the rhythm of getting your business going, but year two and three, and especially, you know, with having the right people around where you can speak freely and openly about your business and really vibe and be that like mad scientist, 
and come from that place of, of play and joy and following that joy and really being in it. Um, I feel like year two and three in, in conceptualizing my business. And I know you were conceptualizing yours too. And then doing that body work right on, in tandem mm-hmm. was super empowering. Um, because we have also shared, you know, when you get into that grind of doing all the things that all the business workshops tell you to do, you get so depleted and Mm -hmm. it takes out every ounce of joy of anything of why you (laughs) wanted to get into your business to begin with. And, um, and so it's that like returning, um, to self and that, like, that same sense of play and then surrounding yourself with people that are going to honor you for who you're becoming in that, because it's far different from before (laughs) when you got in. Well, I think that you're hitting something in that finding that joy, finding some joy is absolutely crucial to making it through that first year. And something that I would tell myself all the time, and I still do, um, but this is kind of what I would come back to when I was just really feeling like in the weeds, like what the hell did I get myself into? Yes. You know, I guess kind of your ultimate why, right? But I thought to myself, despite all of this and the fact that I don't know where the next dollar is coming from, um, the freedom and autonomy that I've gained by making this jump is well worth the veil of stability. I'm using quotes that Mm -hmm. came with the job that by the end of it was basically sucking my soul out through my head every day. (laughs) So (laughs) um, you really start to learn like, what you need. (laughs) And I, I know I can say that what I thought I needed before, I don't need 75% of that shit to be happy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To to live, to be, to feel free and autonomous in my work every day. And so that, that one thought alone that thought of freedom, <laughs> this may be an air sign thing. I don't know, <laughs> but that brought me the infusions of joy that I could be like, all right, well, maybe I'm not making any money today, but guess what? I get to walk in that door at whatever time I see fit. And mm-hmm. I get to walk out of that door at whatever time I see fit and whatever I see fit in between those times to do, I get to choose. Yes. Yeah. And you're doing it from a place of creating, create creation Mm -hmm. and inspiration. And, um, and yeah, there's, if there's one thing that makes me anxious in life, it's feeling stagnant Mm -hmm. and feeling stuck, um, and losing a sense of self. And that's one thing that you don't have when you're an entrepreneur. That's, um, that goes out the window. At the Conscious Collaboration Podcast, we are proud affiliates of Atapa medical grade red light therapy devices. Red light therapy boasts a long list of clinically proven benefits, many that I and many of my clients have experienced firsthand. 
You can be sure that you'll be able to train harder, recover faster, and sleep better with Atapa Red Light Therapy. Visit myatapa.com, M-Y-A-T-A-P-A.com, or use the link in our Instagram bio to shop with the code COLLAB15, that's C-O-L-L-A-B-15, for a discount on your device. So what replaces that anxiety that's caused by stagnation, though, is replaced by a new type of anxiety. Yay! Yay! (laughs) And it's that anxiety. (laughs) Well, let's, you know what, and that's the thing, too, is, um, you know, before even becoming an entrepreneur, I was really trying to control my, my nerves by telling myself, you know, a lot of times excitement excitement is confused for anxiety. So that has always been my go-to and I'm not saying it works all the time. And it certainly did not work in that first year all the time, but, um, Emily can tell you too, and, um, I'll let her riff a little bit on it, but there were times I would show up on a Monday, um, to the studio, um, to iron Yogi to work out. And it would be, you know, before 9am, sometimes if I made it there (laughs) and just sitting there and thinking, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to pay all of these bills for my business? Am I going to be able to pay all these bills for my home and keep my kids in school? And just like right on a verge of (laughs) losing it and then just leaving it, leaving it in the car and then going in for my workout and getting back into that vibration of joy and fun. And I did a few times vent a little bit to Emily because I knew she would understand me and just really putting that intention back into myself and shaping myself into being as strong as I could be to weather all these storms, but that anxiety, um, or maybe excitement of not knowing is, is its own creature that can overtake you to some degree, but what was really cool is oftentimes I would go into that workout. I would, I would take it out with the weights and, and, um, you know, work through it with Emily and get back to my car and then look at my, you know, check my messages and everything was flowing again. And so it's almost like I, throughout that first year, second year, I started to recognize a pattern that when I would feel that intense fear or anxiety of not knowing was really just my body senses like in a, I feel like almost a primal sense of knowing that a transformation is happening and it would always be sense. Yeah. I would (laughs) sense it. And it would be like, um, you know, right before I would up level, I would have like a breakdown. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I think, so we both definitely, um, often in parallel times still have those moments, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at least for me, (laughs) The big difference between now and then is that in that first year, it was a constant state of that moment <laughs> because Imagine. it was it was very real Amen. at that time from day to day that yes. like, I don't have enough money. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, whereas now we can put things in more of that, although it is still, you know, real-ish from time to time, Mm -hmm. we can put things more into that context of, okay, maybe I'm just getting excited because I'm leveling up and we can look back 
on our experiences from the time when it was really like just bare bones all the time, every day, constant anxiety and be like, you know what, if, (laughs) if we made it through then, then, you know, it, it kind of builds that. So you talk about the leap of faith to open that business, but it's not just a leap of faith. And then once you take that leap, then it feels better. You're like, oh, okay, well, that wasn't so bad. Like, it's not like jumping into the pool. <laughs> like <laughs> no. then you gotta like <laughs> stay afloat and the faith comes over time or you, you have to, you know, practice it over time because the faith comes day after day when you wake up and you're still not stable and <laughs> you wake up and you're still not stable, but you choose to, you know, keep going along that, that path anyway. Oh and then gosh. as the world continues to turn, you can really build upon that faith. And it's a lot easier to quell that anxiety because you, you've been through now <laughs> know that like, and I, I seem to always come back to this in, in a lot of our conversations, but that the universe is conspiring in your favor mm-hmm. and that you are supposed to be here doing this thing that you're doing or else it wouldn't have continued to, you know, work it out, somehow work it out month after month up until this point. <laughs> it's such an amazing journey. It's so wild to think that something is almost living and breathing from just like maybe perhaps, you know, this you know, idea that you shared one moment and then it's, Mm -hmm. it's given life and it's not, I mean, it's, it's by no means like a smooth and, and, um, you know, if you're thinking about it in terms of like water, um, it's not that like glassy, beautiful, reflective water that you see all the time. It's going to be turbulent and it's going to be consuming and, and, um, and it's just that, like you said, looking back at that early time, it does put things in perspective. Um, and can you guys imagine, and coming from the medical field too, if they would have like equipment on us as entrepreneurs in that first year, what yeah. your cortisol levels would look like <laughs> our heartbeat. They were sticking yeah. us in an MRI machine every, yeah, every sure. week. Is our brains would be lit up. Oh my gosh. We would be, I mean, just uh, the comparison. I don't know if there's any studies on it out there, but it'd be interesting to see, um, the life of an entrepreneur in that first year. And I'm sure, I mean, it might, you, you might feel like you're in a great fight for your life at times. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm just very definitely... fortunate that my business is in, uh, <laughs> activating the parasympathetic nervous system. <laughs> I think that probably saved my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely studies, um, when it comes to just anxiety in general, like MRI studies showing parts of the brain that lights up and cortisol and all that. So I can only imagine that it would be right in line with those. Well, which just <laughs> highlights sure. the importance of not letting go of those mind and body and spiritual practices, especially in that first year when you're sending all systems out of whack. It's just as important as all those it's business strategies, <laughs> just as important to have mm-hmm. equally that holistic approach. Michelle, yeah. how are you feeling? I mean, hearing us talk about our journey, <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, my God. I hope we're not adding <laughs> to any uh, overwhelm, but can you tell us about your experience in this, in this first year? 
Yeah. So it's funny. As you guys have been talking, I'm like getting all the feels. I'm like, ah, yes. uh," Mm. (laughs) Um, When you talk about the um, excitement can also elicit anxiety because you can't tell the difference. I so can relate to that because when you're prone to be in a flight or fight mode all the time, excitement in, you know, just makes your body have those feelings. And so you can't tell the difference sometimes. So then it can elicit panic feeling and anxiety. And it's like, wait a minute, no, this is a good, this is a good, a good type of excitement, you know, good feeling. Um, yeah, I just, all of those things is like right where I'm at right now. So I'm in year one. And, um, the thing that's interesting is I, and I have a job alongside my business. So I have a full-time job. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but I still have all of the same feelings like I'm free falling into, you know, into outer space 24 seven and that instability when in reality, I do have stability under me, but like you said, Emily, it's just getting out of that. Um, you know, I think so badly wanting this to work and getting out of that, Uh, what I've been in, you know, that like kind of rat race for 20 years. But then like, I think you also said this, Lisa is, especially when you're coming, I think transitioning from a corporate type of world that you've been in forever, you almost replace the rat race with now with the business. So you think you're going to just like leave or make this transition, however long that takes And it's just going to be like you said, this glassy, beautiful water or this like rainbows and butterflies and all the pressure is going to be gone. But really I'm finding that I'm just replacing a different type of rat race by trying to do all the things and, you know, trying to push so hard, um, excuse me, which I think everybody goes through, obviously, like you both just said, and, you know, oh, I need this this business model or no, this business course, or, you know, and you just get so caught up and you're like, ah, and then you get paralyzed and you're like, what do I do next? So it's working through all of that. And something I'm finding already early on is actually to, um, kind of stop and take a step back for a week or two and reassess Mm -hmm. and kind of say, okay, I'm like feeling not great. This is supposed to be something that you love and enjoy and it's a daily struggle. Like what's going on? So like take a step back and like, I guess less, I'm learning already that less is more. And I'm lucky enough because I'm surrounded by the two of you who are strong, powerful, entrepreneurial women and our, our groups, you know, our, our network of people that I'm lucky enough to kind of learn this halfway through, um, and not to say that it's still not constant anxiety, like you, you both said as well. So, um, but, so I've kind of just like calmed the, calmed the horses a little bit. I'm like, all right, I'm in that masculine push, push, push the checklist, you know, the whole nine yards. And then you lose all of the energy and the positivity of it all and why you're doing it in the first place. Cause then you're just taking, you're replacing one thing for another. 
Um, so that's been, I think the biggest challenge for me now, I know Lisa, you came from a corporate and then Emily, you transitioned from nursing. Did you find in the beginning that I know you said it was anxiety and, and all that, but did you find it was hard to transition out of that corporate mindset in a way, or that like stable nine to five, like all of that and kind of get more in the flow? Well, it's definitely (laughs) hard to transition from getting a paycheck for the hours you've put in (laughs) Um, to putting in potentially even more and more hours and not seeing any return for a long time. So that factor alone is definitely... um, something that's challenging to get used to for me. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like in the corporate world, I I got, you know, within my 20 years and I I was practicing mindset and and balance and all of that. um, I made it a practice to unplug. So I could just take my work stress, anxiety from the day and mentally put it on a shelf and just detach from it. And when you have your own business, um, it's a different type of (laughs) It's a different type of feeling. You can't fully detach. It's almost like it's the same as when you have your children and it's like having your heart walk around outside of your body every day. And when you have your own business, it's that same type of of feeling. And so like Emily is saying, you're, you're working around the clock and in some capacity um, for a while. And before you're able to get in a place where you can set your hours. Um, and, and I have eventually gotten to a place where I work only certain hours for my, for my health and my sanity. And, and I'm able to show up in the best way for my clients. Um, but it, I did create, I did, um, try in a, in a bad way. And I advise you not to do this. Um, I was trying to do, I was trying to translate the nine to five mentality, um, and approach from corporate and it did not work. Um, those, the, the, that paradigm did not translate and, and trying to force it, it made it even more uncomfortable of a transition so much so that I even, you know, initially I, I felt safest working in corporate. So a lot of, a lot of my first projects were, you know, and this is a good thing, you know, is, is when you, when you first transition from corporate, you can still work with corporate, <laughs> In, in yeah. some way, and it feels familiar. So that kind of takes the edge off a little bit before you start, you know, finding, you know, finding your way and creating your, your new systems. But it's, yeah, Michelle, I feel it. Like you're making me remember things that I must have stored away in a different part of my brain. Cause I didn't remember. Mm-hmm. And Blackout. I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so glad you just said that Lisa, because that was going to be so like, this is super vulnerable for me because I'm like in it in the first year, but I feel like it's important for people to be able to relate. And I'm sure there's listeners out there that will probably feel the same way. Um, sometimes you don't want people to know your, you know, cause you get that imposter syndrome, like you're brand new. Yeah. And you're brand new. You don't want people to know that you want them to know that you're the expert. And even though I know I'm damn good at what I'm doing and what I'm going into, um, and there's like, all these other opportunities that are present being presented over time. Um, 
it's still very vulnerable to put this out there to the world, but I'm glad we're doing this. Um, but what I was going to say, Lisa, is that you brought up, I very much am trying to structure the business portion as like the corporate portion. Like you said, like the nine to five, I, I do find myself struggling and I'm sure there's others out there of like how to put in place the right structure that works for my mind and body throughout the day? When am I most productive? And you're just so like conditioned that you have to get up at this certain time and you have to do this, this, and this, and I'm going to set my timer and I'm going to get this project done. And I'm finding, like you said, Lisa, like it's not working well with my creativity. Like that's not how my creative process works, you know? So, um, it's like, you get into business to create this life where you can have freedom, quote unquote freedom, but yet I'm creating less freedom as I'm building a business right now, if that makes any sense. Because I'm putting so much pressure, I think, on myself and trying all these new things. But I realized after listening to the, you know, your stories first that, oh, okay, this is kind of normal. Um, but putting that you know, that structure, like, I feel like I need structure, but yet I want freedom. Does that make sense? And that's why we all go into business. I just had (laughs) to download this picture. Okay. So what you're describing to me is, is like creating a sense of safety. So like I'm picturing, I'm picturing rock rock climbing. Okay. So like when you get to, like, you take a leap down that just, you know, um, figure figuratively, is that the right word? Yes. I take this figuratively, like you're taking a leap off this cliff down to the foundation and you're making, you're like, I don't want to go down any further. So I'm going to make my foundation here for my business. And then you start putting on your safety straps and you're going to start scaling that wall. And if you put on too many restraints, too many belts and buckles, you're not going to go anywhere. If you do, it's going to be very slow. Well, and safety, even in that scenario is really an illusion right? Exactly. It's never in any situation, corporate or otherwise, a guaranteed success. Safety is not guaranteed. Security is not guaranteed. So it's just, it's, it's kind of goes along with like trying to filter out social constructs that aren't really that useful to us in our businesses. And and understanding what what is coming from the outside and what is coming to us intuitively as far as how to how to proceed and structure cuz you can structure your life and your business and your day and still have freedom it's the freedom to structure it in the way that you see fit, not that some social construct or other entity or person sees fit. Exactly. And, and you both just nailed it on the head too. And as somebody that's come from, and I know we've discussed this before with already uh, certain things around feeling safe, just in general in life, (laughs) you know, and like having underlying anxiety and things, which I, I do speak openly Mm -hmm. about because I feel like it's important Um, but it's not my story anymore. I'm rebuilding that. So I think going towards business, even though, like you said, the illusion of safety of being in a full-time job, business is like, just like Lisa said, going down that cliff. Like, I feel like 
I'm just at the peak of going over the side of that roller coaster and your stomach drops. That's how I feel every day. And I'm like, why is this isn't fun? No, it could be thrilling though. People like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like grasping for everything I can to hold on. So, um, I love that analogy that you, that you said, Lisa, that was awesome. Um, that's exactly. So yeah, it's exactly, um, right on the point. So if there are listeners out there that are in that beginning stages, or even maybe they've been in business for a really long time and they've decided to completely overhaul or change and start something new, mm-hmm. I hope that they can relate to this, you know, because I know I can't be the only one out there and clearly I'm not with the two of you. And I have been able to just watch even in the just in the last year and a half both of your businesses explode and grow. And both of you as women are just powerhouses. And I've seen both of you grown so much in the last year and a half, which again, I'm so thankful. And I can't say this enough to the listeners out there as well. Get a team around you. It doesn't have to be many, you know, less Mm -hmm. is more, but get that support, those women or it can be men too, you know, just that support of people that understand and listen, will listen to you cry and listen to you panic, listen to celebrate your wins. Like it is so important. You don't and have to do this alone. Who, and I want to say it like this too. And I, I, we've touched on this in other episodes <clears throat> when you're selecting your sort of your, your team, your squad, be mindful of well-meaning friends and family members, especially well-meaning, yes, yes, but who aren't necessarily on board fully with what you're doing and who can um, be discouraging from that, even in the most subtle of ways, because they're concerned for your safety, your stability, and your well-being. Uh, but understand that that is not the most supportive um, structure to have around you for that purpose. I'm not saying stop hanging out with your friends and family who don't quite get it, but in terms of who you're, you're absorbing, (laughs) you know, support from uh, make sure that those people are, are on the same page. A hundred percent. And, and I've even recently had a few people uh, just, we'll leave it at that, but say, you know, (laughs) struggling, I see you really struggling and and having a rough time and seems to correlate with when you decided to start growing a business. It's maybe that's not for you. You know, business might not be for you. You should just stick to, you know, your, your regular, you already got a stable job, blah, blah, blah. And, um, again, they're just trying to keep me safe and, and, don't like to see me struggle. Nobody wants to see someone struggle, but, um, it's the it's struggle just, for the girl. Well-meaning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, that first year of business is arguably a very spiritual experience too. You know, you, you find out a lot about who you are and what you're capable of. And, and if you can get through those things, then you can really bolster your, uh, you know, spirituality in that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And hopefully, you know, this doesn't scare anybody, but this is just the raw truth. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. it's great because there's not being talked about enough. I feel like right. And Every you time I'm looking, the, you know, 
the ads online for get, you know, make $10,000 a day next week, get, yeah. get, you know, your dream clients without doing any, like, just pay me thousands of dollars and I'll get you your dream clients overnight. Like just like any other, you know, get rich quick or overnight success. Um, well, offering. and that's their Those whole are generally just not the way it goes guys. Yeah. And that's their whole stick. That's their whole, that is their business model to yeah. get people to come yeah. in that are in fear mode, mm-hmm. uh, not to, to you know, disparage anybody in the self-help world, but a lot of it's turning into that now, that fear. They don't, you know, people don't realize it, but they're feeding off of that as mm-hmm. their business. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I, um, I don't know if you guys have any other questions for me, but I think I kind of put it all out there for everybody, but yeah. I think this has been such a great conversation and I hope that it's helpful um, for folks out there to know that, you know, we're all just doing our best and, and, um, but doing pretty damn good regardless, mm-hmm. I think. So, um, yeah. And if you guys have any questions or comments or, or stories to contribute about the first year in business, definitely hit us up on our Instagram conscious collaboration podcast, or in our email at conscious collaboration podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, absolutely. Lisa, do you have anything else to add before we wrap up here? Uh, Yeah, this has been so great. I'm so, I feel so much better that we're sharing this because I hope that we're reaching someone out there who might be on the floor right now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Stay on the floor if if you need to, but don't give up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Be on the floor for a while and we want to hear from you. We want to see you. Um, We want to hear from you now and we want to hear from you in three years Mm -hmm. when you're making it happen. And, um, and we'd maybe love to have you (laughs) come on with us and talk about your journey. And, um, yeah, so we're going to look for your comments. Thanks so much for sending them in. We love to hear from you and we'll see you next time. Thanks guys. Talk Talk to you in five. Talk to you in five. Bye. Thank y'all so much for listening to our podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review and share with all your friends so they can join our circle of collaboration on this journey. You can find us on Instagram at Conscious Collaboration Podcast, on Spotify, iTunes, and Audible, to name a few. Please join us next time for another deep dive into how you can live life in more alignment, mind, body, and business. Send us your questions and comments in our DMs or email us at conscious collaboration podcast at gmail.com. See you in five minutes.